We are here to talk about all aspects of film, good or bad, from the perspective of wannabe filmmakers. Every episode, we'll dig into a movie, a performer, a director, or whatever in an attempt to unpack themes, rank favorites, and discuss successes and failures. The goal in part, as amateur filmmakers, is to walk away with a lesson about the medium in each episode. This is the Greg and Matt Movie Chat. This is Greg. Howdy. And I'm Matt. So let's chat. We made it. We fucking made it. Oh, God. Oh, man. Okay. It's been a while for that intro. It has been a while. (laughs) Welcome back to the Greg and Matt Movie Chat. Today we are talking about everyone's favorite fast-talking womanizer, Vince Vaughn. Starting out with small roles in movies like Rudy and For the Boys, Vaughn hit it big with the 1996 comedy Swingers. Launched into comedic stardom, he starred in some of the best comedies of the 2000s, including Wedding Crashers, Old School, Dodgeball, and Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. But while Vaughn is great at bouncing off co-stars like Jon Favreau and Ben Stiller, it seems that many have forgotten Vaughn's dramatic acting chops. Appearing in a couple of dramas opposite Joaquin Phoenix in the 90s and working with Mel Gibson on Hacksaw Ridge and Dragged Across Concrete, Vaughn has proven himself to be capable of way more than ranting his way out of awkward situations. With recent developments in his career, such as appearing in the heartfelt comedy drama Fighting With My Family and an upcoming horror comedy called Freaky gaining a lot of buzz, it looks like Vaughn's decision to blend more dramatic work into his comedy career has expanded his range of opportunities. So today, Join us as we talk about Vince Vaughn in his best movies, his worst movies, and that god-awful Psycho remake he did in 98. <laughs> oh boy. I like that you included the, the god-awful remake in in that intro because, god. It is the most unnecessary remake of all time. Aside from, you know, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. It's up it there, is, though. It's very up there. It's It's probably the most... Um, just unnecessary and irrelevant one because it is a shot for shot remake. Mm-hmm. So there's no, it adds nothing. It is nothing. It's there's no purpose to it. It's just a nothing movie. Just a nothing movie. I get it was supposed to be like a weird experiment for Gus Van Sant to do, but it did not work. So yeah, it, it definitely it's... doesn't doesn't stand alone. Yeah, but anyway, today we are talking about Vince Vaughn, and Vince Vaughn is one of my favorite actors of all time, easily. I love this guy. I think he's great. I think he's he's got a lot of range. I don't think he gets a lot of credit. I think he's a very funny guy when he's on, um, and I think that he has a lot of stuff that he can do and a lot of stuff that people don't know that he can do, but oh, yeah. he's always surprising in dramatic roles, I think. How do you feel about him, though? I think I like him a little bit more uh seeing like more of what he's capable of i definitely get what you mean though like i really wish they'd give him more to do than just be vince vaughn because that's mm-hmm. the, that's the only thing that was hard about rewatching all of these is like if you love vince vaughn then you're gonna get vince vaughn nine out of ten times mm-hmm. uh but when when he stretches that a little bit it's like ooh, you got some range that is only really just now coming out yeah and the thing is, too, he did do some dramatic stuff in the 90s, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of his dramatic work suffers from one of two issues, or both. It's, one, the work that he gets isn't great, so he gets a role in a movie that has good ideas, but doesn't execute them maybe as deep as they should, Yeah, which is, it doesn't go deep enough into the emotion, so it just kind of is a by-the-numbers drama that we can just see, like... We can just watch any other drama and get the same thing out of. Yeah, and they don't really so, use 
you know, the, the Vaughn of it all. Yeah, so, you know, he's always good in the movie, and he always seems to be the best thing about it, but the thing is, too, is that he's so known for comedy, so I don't think anybody really takes notice when he does drama, because they're like, why why would he do drama, you know? Yeah, just get him and Kevin James in the same room and point a camera at them. Yeah, exactly. Him and Owen Wilson, him and yeah. Ben Stiller, Favreau, anybody. Just why, though, is he doing drama? Or if he does a really good drama like uh, Return to Paradise or Brawl and Cell Block 99, it's a really good movie. No one's heard of it. Yeah. Which is weird because you would hope that yeah. like they they could sell it as like Vince Vaughn is a you know, really serious guy now, you know, there's a, there's a natural marketing to it. Exactly. There is one role that I think he would have been really good at if they made the movie like maybe like seven or eight years earlier. And it is, it's kind of a surprising one. The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah. Cause he is such a sleazy salesman in everything. Exactly. But also if you look up the real Jordan Belfort, he sounds and he looks like Vince Vaughn. That's true. I've definitely seen a couple documentaries about him. And yeah, I never I never connected those dots, but you're so right. He he looks like every time I saw him, I'm like, why the fuck is DiCaprio playing this guy? This guy is Vince Vaughn. The, the only difference is that Jordan Belfort has more of a New York New York accent. But I'm like, okay, we'll get get Vaughn into some vocal classes and let's let's do some accent training, all right? Like it's very easy situation. Yeah. Um, oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. But I'm glad that you like him a little bit more, though, because I do think that he has a lot of range and not a lot of people know that. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be taking the very well-known fast talking womanizer and we're going to show that he can do a little bit more than that. So, oh, yeah, yeah. all of his best stuff to me is is the one uh, the stuff where he shows off that range. I think let's start with the movie that really put him on the map, and that is. Our first movie, Swingers. The best. Probably the best. probably one of my favorite buddy movies, my one of my favorite breakup movies, one of my favorite movies about just like healthy male friendships, which you don't really get often enough. That's not treated right. in like a oh no homo kind of way. It's just like, no, these are friends and they love each other and that's normal. Exactly. I just yeah, it's, it's, it's such a heartwarming movie. It is, and it's also it's a great breakup movie, and also I just love that Vince Vaughn says money and baby in either pretty much every sentence he says. There's one scene where I'm pretty sure he says baby in every sentence that he says. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, baby, your money, all right? Your money, baby. Hey, look at that baby over there. That baby wants to party. Your money, baby. You need to know that baby, that you're money, baby. <laughs> it's so great because he nails, like we all know that one sleazy friend who is like, like he's he's a pretty big sleaze ball, but actually a really good buddy. And he he's oh, that yeah. exactly. He's like that friend who you're like, yeah, okay, he's kind of embarrassing, but like he's always there for you. He has your back. Yeah, I'm that friend. I like to think that I'm <laughs> charming. Um, in reality, I'm more the Favreau in this movie. Where I'm like, oh, I just got out of a relationship. Oh, it's so, oh, he, it ended six months ago. I'm still not over it. But like, you know, he's great too, though, as like this like extremely insecure guy who is just like can't get over this yeah no this movie has a lot of funny moments too like i was just i watched it um last night for the first time in a few years i think this is the third time i've seen it ever and it's also just like low budget movie started the careers of doug lyman 
John Favreau, Vince Vaughn, Heather Graham, and Ron Livingston, mm-hmm. who all have gone on to do great things. And it's just like seeing that all together, you're like, wow, like, it's just a really great story. But like, it's kind of almost like reflective of the people behind the movie, too, because it's about a struggling actor and comedian who can't really, you know, get anywhere. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that's kind of what they were probably going through when they were when they were making this too because this is Doug Lyman's first movie I'm pretty sure and Doug Lyman went on to direct like I can't remember exactly what he's directed but I know he did that Tom Cruise movie a couple years back American Made he did Go he did uh he did uh, Mr and Mrs Smith Edge of Tomorrow he's done a lot of great stuff since then Yeah it um, does come across as like a very personal movie it feels <clears throat> very real 100% yeah, he also did um, The Born Identity, Doug Lyman. So, yeah, it's crazy. He's got also, some Also, just range. imagine that. Like, oh, it's not, well, it's not his, um, it's not Doug Lyman's directorial debut, but it's like his second movie. So, like, someone that made him, put him on the map anyway. Yeah. So, same thing. <laughs> but um, The Born Identity, he directed six later, six years later. So, that's pretty, um. You know, that's a pretty big jump if you think about it. So, yeah. yeah. It's the kind of movie that's inspiring, too, because, like, other than some of the locations, I'm sure were, like, expensive to secure. But at its core, it is just about a bunch of friends, right? Oh, yeah. So it, it actually is inspiring in, like, how doable it seems. Yeah, it's also interesting, too, because I thought I heard something about they were, they did this movie, but they had to do scenes where, like, Nobody was around where it's like, okay, shoot the scene fucking quick, guys. Like, let's right. let's shoot it now when nobody's looking. And then I think Vince Vaughn said, too, like, people were very, like, would see them doing it. And it's like, that's embarrassing, man. Like, people would see them shooting it and they're like, you guys are trying so hard and it is kind of pathetic. But you see it now and you're like, no, these are the coolest guys, like, ever. Because they made this movie and it's a great movie. It's a great movie 25 years after it came out, or almost 25 years after it came out, but still. I, I think, too, yeah. like, some of that embarrassment comes across well, because even even for the confident friends, like, there is still this this youthful, like, we're, we're making mistakes, and we're not sure yeah. about anything, but it, it works so well with the whole point of the story. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's talk a little bit more about just Vince Vaughn's in particular yeah trent walker oh my god what a king this guy is i love it i regularly just like pull up that clip of the where they're pulled over on the highway and he just tells john favreau you're so money baby and you don't even know how money you are like i i just that whole monologue he has is amazing and just that's just a good friend and a good performance it is yeah and it's a very i think favreau and vince vaughn being friends in real life really adds a lot to this movie Mm mm-hmm this is also written by John Favreau, I'm pretty sure, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he wrote it. So, I think they, I think he wrote it for them because they they worked together on the movie Rudy. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no, it's it's just interesting because there's definitely it, it feels like these guys are friends in real life, which they are. So that's really nice to see them be just good friends on screen. But also, it's just. It's just really sweet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, there's no, like, there's, like, no homo or anything like that. They're not, like, afraid to show their affection for each other. Like, they're very, very good friends, and it's great, so. Yeah. I, I think yeah. Vaughn especially, too, like, he's great at this, like, the being confident, but also looking out for, for others. 
One of my yeah. favorite moments is when like he's he's behind that curtain in the trailer with that one girl and like oh, yeah. he right before they do anything he like makes sure to check on his friend and it's like that is that is just like you're confident and you're you're yeah. being cool but also you're just gonna make sure that like your friend is good and that's just yeah he he there's no lines there but he plays it so well like he's not questioning himself and he's doing what's right it's awesome yeah that's a really sweet part too where he where he kind of is able to just like put him put aside what he's doing and check on his friend. Like that's a moment where you're like, man, like what a good guy this guy is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. And of course, like yeah, he's a bit of a. I, I wouldn't say he's a bit of an asshole, but he's a bit of a player and whatnot. And he, and he definitely shows that and comes off as a player. But like, it's it's a it's the kind of thing where like this is uh, let's be a real. This is probably the most likable player out of all of the, in any movie that we've ever seen or in real life too. Cause I don't know anybody who's this, this awesome. And this looks out for this, their friends in this healthy of a way. But that's what I love about this movie is that it's like, well, this is what you should be. If you're going to be a player, you should look yeah. out for others. You should look out for your friends. You should be respectful, you know, and you should, yeah, just be, be a good dude yeah that, and he that's and he's true. extremely likable in this movie and vince vaughn is always he's pretty much always likable i don't really see him as unlikable ever so i love rewatching it it's a, it's a great movie it's great yeah lots of laughs in there and lots of heart and vince vaughn like honestly he carries it because every scene he's in and when he's not in a scene you're like okay let's let's bring back let's bring back trent or whatever his name was yeah <laughs> yeah because he, he's got quite a bit of personality in this movie he really adds a lot to this movie now here's my question for you because you do i know that you like vince vaughn but you definitely don't like him as much as i do mm. which i think that's fair to say do you think he's better in a leading role or in a supporting role like this I think I think I prefer him supporting because you get you get him in doses, right? Like a whole movie about Trent, for example, from Swingers. I don't know if mm-hmm. I want that because I like to keep some of the mystery that like is that, you know, how much of this confidence that he has is he just projecting to gas up his friend versus how much does he actually believe what he's saying or is he just completely full of shit? Like I like that because it yeah. just it seems more believable as a human being. That's true, yeah. And I also just think that you need John Favreau to ground the movie yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It is interesting that you say that because I think um, before we start getting into more of his comedies and more of his dramas, I think that he's been in five great comedies. And he contributes to those in one way or another. And I think those five great comedies that he's been in are Swingers old school anchorman which he has a cameo in but it's a very very funny cameo so you know uh wedding crashers and dodgeball and it's interesting because in four of those comedies he is a supporting role he's not the one grounding it so he can be as crazy as he wants Mm -hmm. and then the one that he's the lead in he's very grounded so he's not doing a bunch of goofy goofy like yeah, that's a you good know, point. Uh, your money, baby. Your money. You know, it's it's Ben Stiller in Dodgeball who's doing that, and he's very, very grounded. So that's true. He's very much like this the straight man in Dodgeball. Like the world is crazy all around him, and he's just like trying to get by. Exactly, and he and he plays a straight man well. But it is nice to see him kind of pop out and be you know a little a little crazy. I think that's what I think doesn't work sometimes in some of his other comedies. We'll definitely get a little more and into that in a bit here but um 
I think some movies that don't work is because he's being crazy and he's the lead and it's like, okay, but you can't be crazy because you need to ground this movie and you're not grounding it. So yeah, maybe that's what it is, but I don't know. I think I just like having the crazy main character be Vince Vaughn just because it is very charming. So it's true. Who knows? Yeah. Alrighty. Let's move into some of his dramas. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of these and you have seen two of these yes and that's that's cool i mean <laughs> uh, to be to be real to my point these movies are really hard to find so you know they haven't exactly been cemented as classics yeah so the the early dramas that we're talking about are the lost world jurassic park the locusts i don't know i don't even know how you pronounce this movie but that was right it was it was him and i think i think it was him Ashley Judd and Paul Rudd were all in this movie, and it was like some weird drama. I don't even know what the fuck this thing is. A Cool Dry Place, Return to Paradise, Clay Pigeons, Psycho. We're not gonna we're not gonna have much good to say about that movie. South of Heaven, West of Hell, that's directed by Dwight Yoakam. I've heard it's a it's a complete turd. I didn't watch it. Um The Cell, The Prime Gig, and Domestic Disturbance. I'm just going to say this right now, like four of these out of all the 11 I just named, four or five of them are actually worth maybe checking out if you really like Vince Vaughn, but the other ones you can really just skip. So which one, which ones are those and like, what is it about Vince Vaughn in them? So let's talk about the good, the good ones so far. So Return to Paradise is a really, really good movie and it is super, it is severely underrated. This one is about Vince Vaughn, who is a limo driver and I think it's New York City that he's living. And about like two years earlier, him, Joaquin Phoenix, and this other dude were in Thailand. They were smoking weed. They were having a bunch of fun times. And then the two guys left. Vince Vaughn, the other guy, they left. And then Joaquin stayed in thailand now they found a bunch of marijuana that he had and they put him on death row so vince vaughn is basically asked along with the other guy that he spent uh, like a bunch of time with in thailand they're asked to go back and serve time in prison um in thailand so that they can save joaquin phoenix's life so either it's like they don't do any prison and Joaquin dies, or they go back to Thailand, and they all do, like, six years in prison. Holy. But Joaquin lives. And it's it's an inch, it's an a very interesting movie, because he's tasked with, you know, it's, it's basically the movie is um, an, expl- an exploration of what would you do, you know? Like, what would you do if this was you? It's an interesting, interesting idea to to think about. And Vince Vaughn is the one really grounding this movie because we're the he's the one that we're following for all right. of it. And it wouldn't work if it wasn't. I honestly think Vince Vaughn is like pretty, pretty friggin' great in this movie. And it's it just sucks that nobody's seen this movie. You know? Huh. It's okay. a very, very interesting one. And it's it's a real shame. That nobody's seen it. I, I know I keep saying that, but like, yeah, it's, it's, I think I've seen this at like a, I saw this at a DVD store, like a used DVD store, like a year or two ago, and it was like $15. And I was like, yeah, I've never seen it. Ah, uh, how good can it be? It's a Vince Vaughn drama. And then I learned how good he is at dramas, and I was like, shit, I should have bought that. <laughs> 
Regrets. Damn it. Yeah. So uh, th- that's one. Yeah, I haven't heard people talk about, which is surprising too, because like to co-star with Joaquin Phoenix, right? Like, I know they exactly. were both young, but like that's still a serious, serious oh, actor yeah. to hold your weight with. Exactly. This is a really like it's a thick drama. It gets a little bit repetitive after a while because they, he basically it's like Anne Hache keeps asking him to go back, and he's like, "I'll think about it," and like. At a certain point, you're like, okay, this this could you could cut out ten minutes of him just being asked like to to fucking like go back and whatnot. Like we can cut out like ten minutes of that. So right, you only need the one refusal. We really before do. he comes yeah. a, comes around. Yeah, it gets very repetitive, but like I do like it. And I the thing is too is that Vince Vaughn. I feel like people are like he's kind of an asshole in movies. He's kind of a likable asshole. So in this one. He's an asshole. Like, he is a fucking asshole. But there is an arc here where he's starting to realize, like, hey, I'm kind of responsible for this. Mm. And at the by the end of the movie, I don't want to give too much away because I do want people to go and see this. But he does kind of start to realize, like, I'm really the one who put Joaquin in this position. And it is my it is my job to to go back and. And to help him out. Like, I, I can't just keep going like, oh, yeah, no, whatever. Like, I have to be responsible and, and do what I can. Hmm. So so is this, like, one of the be- best ones of this era of his dramas? Or do you think there's anything that tops it? Out of all of the 11 movies that we're looking at right now, this one, by a long shot, is the best. Nice. Easily. It's way better than The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Yeah. I mean, like, let's talk about this one for a second. I remember liking it, but I don't... But also, Jurassic Park is, like, my top ten... Is, is my top ten favorite movies of all time. I don't really remember The Lost World at all. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I definitely remember watching them a lot when I was a kid. But I couldn't... If if you just showed me, like, a clip from from the lost world i couldn't identify if it was the lost world or the third one yeah right the only way that i can tell that those two apart is that the lost world is a lot darker than the jurassic park 3 and what i mean by that is the lost world takes place at night right yeah jurassic park 3 takes place during the day so right that's the only way i can tell because i'm I see dinosaurs and I'm like, it's not, it doesn't look new. So it's not Jurassic world. And it, it's definitely not Jurassic park. Cause I know that movie. Like, yeah, no, I haven't seen it in a few years, but I do know that movie, like the back of my hands. Cause it is one of my favorites. So like, I'll, I'll be able to tell if it is or not. Yeah. It's just iconic. It's just iconic. And then this one, if I see Julian more then I'm like, okay, well now I know it's that. You know, in fact, I was I was at the I was at like a used DVD place not too long ago and they were playing this on TV and I was with somebody and I just I just turned around. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Vince Vaughn's in this. And then he's on screen. He's just like running in the background. I'm like, see, there he is <laughs> just running from a dinosaur. Your money, baby. There he is. Right there. Oh. I love it. Hold the baby. Hold the baby. There he is. Oh, my God. oh man. But yeah. Um. So Lost World is Kind of forgettable. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dinosaur the, in the city is what I remember now that I think city. about it. 
Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a weird movie. Yeah, not not really fantastic. The other movies that I would recommend from this era are Clay Pigeons, which is like a really wacky movie. It's a really wacky movie. It's another one with Joaquin Phoenix. And I saw this a little while ago, so I don't quite remember it the greatest. But I, as I remember it, it was Joaquin is a guy in like a, a t- okay. I'm not I'm not doing a good job explaining this. He's a guy in a town. Uh, How relatable. He has his best friend. He's sleeping with his best friend's wife, and then his best friend kills himself, and then he is trying to cover that up and then all of a sudden the serial killer played by Vince Vaughn comes into the picture and he's extremely charming and he starts killing a bunch of women in the town and whatnot wow. and kind of making uh Joaquin Phoenix implicit in these murders and then kind of pinning them on him and they're kind of friends but they're kind of not and basically what I took away from this movie is Vince Vaughn hams it the fuck up and it is kind of glorious because this is the kind of movie that he should really ham up it's yeah. it's a weird movie it's a very bizarre kind of movie but um he's very 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 charming in it and i would definitely recommend him uh just just checking it out if you like vince vaughn but you want to see him play something kind of like kind of dark but also to see him have fun playing a character who's a real real scumbag huh you know because he you can tell this character that he's playing in it his name is uh <laughs> i think his name is lester long and i think at one point he calls himself lester the molester and you're oh, like boy. oh okay not a great name that's interesting but... <laughs> and that, that's another one with joaquin as well right that's another one with joaquin yes they should do and, something uh, together again they should do something together. It would be weird to see now because it's like, you know, Vin, uh, Joaquin just won an Oscar for playing, you know, a very realistic depiction of mental health. And Vince Vaughn is playing. A, he's playing another serial killer who just swapped bodies with a teenage girl. Right. So they're definitely on kind of on different ends of the spectrum, but they should do something together for sure. That'd be cool. But yeah, this is an interesting movie. I would check it out, though, for fun because it is kind of a. A cool one. Um, speaking of a cool one, a cool dry place. Ah, that's to... an okay. This is an okay movie. This is like he's got a kid. His wife left him and the baby like uh, like a year or two ago, and now the kid's like five, and he's raising the kid on his own. And Vince Vaughn is great in this movie, and he has a relationship with Joey Lauren Adams, which is very sweet. She's always great. Where'd she go? She's always great. She's always fantastic. Now, the thing is, this, and then the wife comes back, and then there's some uh, shenanigans ensue. No, it's a very serious, it's a, it's a drama. But the thing is, th- I want to talk about Vince Vaughn in this movie, though, for a second, because he's very, very, you know, he's very likable. Mm-hmm. And he's not the greatest dad ever, but he's trying, and you can tell that he's trying, and there are good moments there with his kid. But sometimes he, you know, he kind of flies off the handle and gets really mad at his son, and then he realizes, you know, he, he can't act this way, and he's he's got to grow as a person. Um, but you also feel for him because he's kind of on his own; his career's not really going the greatest. He's trying to find his footing. He's trying to do the the best that he can as a father, but he doesn't have anybody to really support him until he meets Joey Lauren Adams, and now he has a relationship. And anyway. This movie is is good, but I don't think it goes deep enough. You know, I don't think right. it goes deep into its emotion enough. And also, 
This is about a father whose wife leaves him and their son. And now the father has to realize, learn how to be a good dad while also juggling his job. Yeah. Sound familiar? Uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. Like, right on the nose. It is basically Kramer versus Kramer. Like, I realized that about 30 minutes in, I'm like, this is Kramer versus Kramer, quite literally. Huh. Um, but minus, like, the courtroom. Well, actually, no, because he plays a lawyer <laughs> in this movie. He plays a lawyer, so, so in there every is way. a courtroom. <laughs> yeah, so it really is, but... It's just not as good. And you're just watching it and you're like, I could just watch Kramer versus Kramer. So that's the thing with these movies is I feel like a lot of these movies, they're either really good, but nobody's heard of them. They're really kind of cliche and they don't go deep enough or they're really cliche and don't go deep enough and nobody's ever heard of them. Or or they don't need to exist like Psycho. Exactly. You want to talk about this for a little bit? I think so, because you... We talked off mic about this a little bit and you have some interesting thoughts because like this movie just I I think I saw it once as a kid out of morbid curiosity. I was like, okay, well, Hitchcock's exists, so I'd rather watch that. Um, It's not Vince Vaughn's fault that it's not great. Um, Yes. I don't know what he what he exactly brings to it either, to be honest. I don't know. Like, yeah, so this is this is my understanding of the psycho remake i saw it when i was a kid as well i was kind of very morbidly curious with this movie i I remember renting like both this and the original and Mm -hmm. watching them back to back and being like well one is clearly much 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 better than the other um and and it also kind of psycho is in my top 10 favorite movies of all time we're really talking i like how vince vaughn has a bunch of links to like top 10 favorite movies of all time jurassic park psycho what's going on here um just on the edge of being top 10 (laughs) my favorite movie of all time it's it's the dilemma let's just be real we're gonna get into that (laughs) later on but yeah of course um so this one um this is a weird one, though, because it is a shot-for-shot remake of a classic. So you kind of ask yourself, what's the point? And you're right. What is the point? I don't have a comeback, by the way. I, I set that up like I was going to say, like, well, this is the... No, there's no point to it. There's no fucking point to making a shot-for-shot remake right. of a classic movie. <laughs> yeah, so Gus Van Sant directs this, and I was like, okay, like, so, so Why? Why did he do this? And I was listening to him on the What the Fuck podcast with Mark Marin, And he said what he wanted to do is he just got off Goodwill Hunting, which was a huge, huge, huge hit. And he was like, what do I do? Like, what is my next project? And everybody's like, hey, man, we want to work with you no matter what. And then he kind of noticed, like, everybody is kind of always wanting to remake things, like, constantly. And he's like, what if you did, like, a shot-for-shot remake? Like a like a very on-the-dot, exact remake of a classic movie. And then he just wanted to do Psycho for whatever reason. So that that is the reason why he made this movie. So it was almost like an experiment. Now, I don't know if if what the result was supposed to be. I don't know what he was trying to do. And I don't think he even knows what he was trying to do, but I think he just knew I wanted to make this movie just to see what it was. Right. And hearing about it, the making of it, when you hear, like if you just forget that you saw the movie and forget that it's a remake of Psycho, if you hear that somebody's doing a shot for shot remake of a movie and how the actors approach it, it does kind of sound interesting because the actors try to 
do something totally different. Right. And it's interesting because they don't have a lot of freedom to do that, but they're still trying to do something different. But it doesn't pay off because you see the movie and you're like, well, there, there was no fucking point to that because I've seen the original and it's not as scary. It's not, you know, it's n- really no different. It's just less scary. Yeah. You've added color to it. So it doesn't really make sense. You've set it in modern day. So some of the lines that are in the movie don't make sense anymore. And on top of that all, it's just what's even the point. And I think if you were going to do a shot for shot remake, I think what they should have done to to do this experiment, if that's what they wanted to do, I think they should have taken the exact same script and shot it completely differently. Right. Just use the you know? same blueprint, but go in a different direction. Make everything different. Exactly. Yeah. Or what might be interesting, too, and this is like a very like avant-garde thing, is do all the same shots, but just say completely different lines. Right. I don't know. Just do something different, but like just to do a shot-for-shot remake, it's like... Would you here here's my question. Would you would you go to a museum to see a painting and then go to another museum to see that same painting that you saw before done the exact same way but by a different person? No, it's it's pointless. Like the okay, here's the point of it. The point would be like if you're copying a work of art, the point would be to learn, right? Like as a creator to practice mm-hmm. the techniques that masters used. But in terms of entertainment, there's not there's not much there for the audience, right? Like that that's just practice. Like the the movie is practice. Yeah. Remember how Hunter S. Thompson, like he he wanted to know what it felt like to write a great novel, so he like typed up the great Gatsby. Yeah, exactly. But he didn't sell it. <laughs> he didn't sell it, exactly. <laughs> he kept it for himself, you know? If I want to read The Great Gatsby, I'll read The Fucking Great Gatsby. I don't need to find Hunter S. Thompson's like notes in his personal library of the of that one time he was, you know, high on whatever the hell and typed up all of The Great Gatsby. I don't I don't need that. I can just read the novel. I, you yeah. know. So I don't need to see some weird Gus Van Sant drugstore cowboy experimental bullshit. I can just go and watch the Blu-ray steelbook of Psycho, which I have. Yeah. So And if you're going to yeah. experiment too then like experiment because it's it's super safe to just copy exactly what existed right mm-hmm. it's, it's actually an experiment if you twist it around and do something like 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 one of the angles that you said right like there's something to do with it exactly but we're gonna now get into his like the the main vince vaughn era that everyone knows oh, yes. is like the the goofy comedies that he did throughout the early 2000s yes. Yes, and before we do this, we're going to let's let's make a, a reference to something that we've recently been talking about. Greg, your girlfriend Emma, lovely lovely person, mm-hmm. has gotten you into a show recently. Oh yeah, I got a Sex in the City, which is awesome. Yes. And then you told me about it, and now I'm into Sex in the City. So now we're two guys who are in the Sex in the City. We're just um, breaking for, gender barriers left and we right. We really just are smashing through. I think I've asked you this before, and I can't remember. Who are you? Are you Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, or Charlotte? I like, I like uh, Samantha's chaos, and I might channel that sometimes. But I think overwhelmingly more, more Miranda. Oh yeah, I can see that. I'm definitely like Charlotte meets a little bit of Miranda. Yeah, I'm like a sixty sixty percent Charlotte, forty percent Miranda. That's how I feel. You know, I could see that. Oh yeah, I maybe a little chaos from Samantha. <laughs> you know, let's say this. Let's say fifty percent Charlotte, 
35% Miranda, 15% Sam- Samantha. Yeah. Think, that's how I see it. I think that that's, adds that's, up. That feels right. Yeah. Also, just just Will Arnett on, <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a 1% margin for Will Arnett because he's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, Vince Vaughn made a lovely cameo in Sex in the City, and that's what made me want to tell you about it because the, I, I, I'm I'm literally researching for the Vince Vaughn episode, and Sex in the City's on in the background, and I'm like, oh my god, it's Vince Vaughn, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, and he's really good on this show because I mean, like, let's talk about the fact that he's a very charming guy. Yeah, in general, but he's very very charming in this episode, and I mean, like, he charms quite literally. He charms the pants off Sarah Jessica Parker. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that's saying something. Um, and he's he's great in that one episode. Um, yeah, I think... He turns out to be a house sitter who's kind of full of shit, but... But yeah. that, that serves him... That's, that serves his kind of style well, because he is such a, like, like sleazy salesman. And what's... Exactly. What's sleazier than a producer? Someone who lies about being a producer. And that's... <laughs> exactly the situation for him so i exactly i think that was awesome yeah and he's super funny in the episode too because one thing is kind of get uh found out about him he's very he turns out to be carrie fisher's house sitter so he kind of acts like like a little embarrassed like he's kind of been like caught doing something he really shouldn't have which he has um and it's just so funny hearing him respond being like the the cat food that's that's all finished the cat, <laughs> the cat food's all been done that is something that's that's really really funny to to talk about and and to see. Yeah. Let's get into his real comedies though. Let's talk about Made, Old School, Starsky and Hutch, Dodgeball, Wedding Crashers, The Breakup, Fred Claus, and his cameo in Anchorman: The Legend of Ron Burgundy. I do like that cameo. It's brief, uh, but oh yeah, he's such an asshole, and I love that <laughs> stupid laugh he does. It's just like oh yeah. He's kind of mastered the comedy laugh, I feel like, because he does a few different ones. He did one in Swingers as well when he was, like, drunk at the diner. And then in Legend of Ron Burgundy, like, he knows what makes a bad laugh really funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got very, like, he he really, like, channels his voice. And it's almost like he's doing a caricature of his own voice. Which already kind of, like you said, sounds like a caricature of a car salesman. (laughs) So he does, like, a... And it's really, really, really funny. Yeah. Um... I don't think you saw Made. I'll just tell you about that quickly. This is John Favreau's first directing oh. movie or directorial. This is his directorial debut. That's what I mean to say. And it's I think some people, myself included, saw it and went, "Oh man, this this is going to be like Swingers Part 2 because it's it's Favreau and Vaughn bouncing off each other again." And it's not really like that. They're two bouncer, there are two boxers. But like it's not it's not nearly as good as Swingers is, hmm. and um, Vince Vaughn. If if you like him, but you're not a huge fan of him, mm, you might like Made. But Made also might really piss you off because he is he's pretty annoying in it. Like he's very very annoying. He's he's yapping the whole movie. You know, right? You get, so I they just kind of more... hit the gas on the swingers' energy. They're like, "Oh, they they like you know, kind of an annoying friend." Okay, <laughs> yeah. Because how much of swingers would you say that Vince Vaughn is in? I mean, he's in a huge chunk of the the middle of the movie. Yes, uh, and he is annoying, but it's backed up by like some very earnest heart, which which salvages that. Yeah, is he annoying or is he just kind of like arrogant? But 
kind of a loud mouth, but very likable. Yeah, you know? yeah, likable, like an embarrassing friend, but like a, you know, you, you kind of feel like you're in on the joke with him, you know? Yeah, this one feels like he's an embarrassing friend, but also, and I mean, quite literally, this happens in the movie. I think he, like, quite literally is getting Favreau into trouble. Right. Like, causing problems. Like, he's the embarrassing friend who might cost you your life. Like, Jesus. that's the kind of... <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow, like, that's way too much. So, yeah, that's not endearing. That's that's a friend who you need to distance from. <laughs> exactly. And he's, like, a bad friend, almost, in this movie. So, that's, that's how I remember it, anyway. I can't quite remember it totally well, but I do, I do remember it not being the absolute, like, it's definitely not swingers in any stretch of the imagination, but I still like it. I still think it's a fun movie. I think Vince Vaughn's got a couple good rants in there, which I mean, like with with Vince Vaughn, I mean you'll you'll you're always in for a good rant. I think that's in, true. He's a motor in most of his movies. You know, he, you, you get a good rant. Maybe not for Christmases, but we'll get to that soon. I'm sure. Um, old school. I like this one quite a bit especially Vince Vaughn in it. He might be like my favorite character in it because he's just like this, this dissatisfied like family man who desperately wants to be young and in college again. And like, it just suits him. So again, he's a salesman. So like that vibe fits him very well. He's sleazy. He's a tech salesman in this one. Yeah. Kind of a jerk, but you, you like him. Yeah. Um, I feel like Will Ferrell always, it's always steals the show in this one for me um that's frank true. the tank frank the this tank is, but this is a great movie it's a really really good comedy um definitely one of todd phillips strongest comedies probably funnier than the hangover yeah probably i, I yeah. think i think it's funnier and like it's still like kind like todd phillips's comedy and his humor are overwhelmingly kind of like a little bit mean-spirited i think this one's maybe less so a little bit less because there is yeah there's kind of some some more like they're not as many jokes that are just like oh isn't that person an idiot and that feels like the entirety of the hangover to me yeah there's definitely i don't know if you ever saw due date with zach elephanakis and robert downey jr but there's like a couple scenes in that movie where it's like okay now like what's the joke here come on guys let's not be so mean with yeah the, with the comedy you know like i think like i think robert downey jr punches a kid in the stomach in that movie because <laughs> he's bugging him so he punches him in the stomach and he's like you're good you're good walk away walk away <laughs> and you're like dude like that's a little much don't you yeah, think yeah that's like not much of a punchline <laughs> yeah well it's, a, it's punch, a punch not much of a not much of a punchline yeah but yeah old school old school solid especially vince vaughn i think he has some of my favorite lines I will say, Absolutely. like, look at the baby, look at the baby, all that, like at the at the altar. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, all of that. Like, that's just really <laughs> funny. That's actually a great joke. Oh yeah. Okay. You know what? Here's the thing: Starsky and Hutch, Dodgeball, The Wedding Crashers, The Breakup, Fred Claus. I love all of these movies. There's not a lot that I can really say. Fair. I know that you don't feel that way about all of these. So take me through these and tell me what you think about them. Okay. Old school. Went over it. I like it. I think it's funny. I think it's a great situation to laugh mm -hmm. at. And there's a lot of fantastic. There's a solid amount of good jokes. Starsky and Hutch just kind of fell flat for me. I got I got bored of it very quickly. Vince Vaughn in it was like a pretty. He was like a villain, right? Like he was. Yeah. He was a pretty good villain. Um, I have the DVD here, and the quote on it is: 
this year's best comedy laugh out loud funny from paul clinton cnn no (laughs) just no this movie came out in uh 2004 i believe so what other comedies came out that year because come on paul anchorman yeah did you watch anything else that year (laughs) sean of the dead (laughs) come on team america world police dodgeball mean girls um literally every comedy you just listed is like a classic (laughs) except starsky and hutch (laughs) honestly white chicks that white chicks (laughs) yeah probably if we want to be real here white chicks probably makes you laugh harder than uh than this does garden state um okay well wimbledon is on here we remember that one okay starsky and hutch is better than wimbledon it's i think we're i think we're on agreement there 13 going on the 30 now i'm just going with my guilty pleasures here but all um, all of these are good really all these are good the incredibles euro trip even that's better uh did i say sideways no but yeah that that counts that's a good one napoleon dynamite come on these are like literally a year full of influential comedy movies Paul, (laughs) paul clinton of cnn stop it yeah, no. Paul Clinton. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, the Stepford Wives. Okay, that no, that no, I'm not. <laughs> you can't justify that. But no. Anyway, back to Vince Vince Vaughn. But um, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's all I got for Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. The issue I have too that you bring up a good point about villains who. Okay, this is this is my issue with comedy villains. Is I feel like I. I think I'm I think I'm wishing for something that doesn't it's not going to work so I should stop like this isn't really not much of a criticism but it always bugs me when in a comedy the villain is never funny it seems like the villain is always playing it super straight and like some comedies the villain is funny like I remember Undercover Brother I don't know if you've ever seen that but I think Chris Kattan from SNL was the villain and he was hilarious in it okay but, it's a really stupid movie. It's like Eddie Griffin. I think Neil Patrick Harris was in it as well. Denise Richards. Stupid, stupid movie. But fun. A fun movie, nonetheless. The, the, the issue I have, though, with a lot of comedies, it seems like the villain is either played by a very well-known comedian or played by a very serious actor. Right. But no matter who it's played by, they're always super serious and they don't really do any jokes. So when it's played by a comedian... You're like, well, it's a wasted opportunity because they're a very funny comedian. Yeah. And they could have done something funny, but instead you just had them play it straight. So you might as well have casted a really serious actor, which is kind of the case here with Starsky and Hutch. Like, this could have been played by literally, like, anybody. Yeah. Any serious actor. I don't see you know? what Vince Vaughn really brought to it that it needed to be Vince Vaughn. Like, other than exactly. he's friends with, with some of the cast. Yeah, he pro- and this is the same director as Old School, and it's a year after Old School, so they were probably just like, hey, you want to do another movie? Yeah, sure, I'd love to. Like, I like working with you, daddy, your money, baby, let's work together. You know, I don't know what happened there. Um, but then the other thing is, too, is that if it's a serious actor in a comedy and they don't do anything funny, it's like, well, like, you just also wasted that. Like, I love seeing Jeff Bridges be the fucking dude. Yeah. In the Coen Brothers movies, so yeah, it's disappointing. So it sucks that he didn't bring anything to this. Yeah, Dodgeball, I think, is in terms of villains, I think that's actually pretty solidly executed because Ben Stiller is really funny. Like they use it; he's like he he's just like this joke of an insecure, like muscly guy, and exactly, I think that's an example of like a great comedy villain. 
Oh yeah, no, for sure. And the thing is, too, is that Vince Vaughn is the lead in this movie, mm-hmm. and he is very grounded. He is not going, bouncing off the walls, being like a crazy guy. It's true. But it works, and then also, it's not that he's not funny at all. He gets some some dry humor in there, here and there. So Vince Vaughn actually adds quite a bit to the humor in this movie, but it might not be him making the joke, but it might be adding to a joke somebody else can make, which I think is that's pretty key. valuable. I think that's a key yeah. role in like a movie with a crazy world, which Dodgeball is. So Exactly. He bounces and off that world well. Yeah, and I think that maybe that's why he works so well with Luke and Owen Wilson. And we'll get, cause we'll just blend right in the Wedding Crashers. I know you have some thoughts on this, and I'm very excited to hear them. Um, but I feel like the Owen and Luke Wilson are usually pretty, you know, they're not like crazy, crazy guys. They can be. I think Owen Wilson's pretty funny in Starsky and Hutch, and I think he's also really funny in like Bottle Rocket and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can be a really funny guy. But like next to Vince Vaughn, he really... He, it's like you know a crazy dog on a leash with a calm owner. Like that's yeah. what it is. I, I, I don't mean to call Vince Vaughn a crazy dog on a leash, but he definitely acts like one sometimes. Yeah, so. he leans into that. He leans into that. I, but yeah, for wedding crashers, I will say yes. that like it, it just didn't hit the mark for me very much because I just hated all the characters. And, like, the main characters were more like the villains. Like, they were just ruining lives and lying to everyone. And, like, we're supposed to, by the end, they try and do some, like, heartfelt thing to make us root for them. But really, all I'm thinking is, like, you don't deserve to be happy right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Okay. I'll play devil's advocate a little bit here, I guess. Although, I am ashamed because you do make a really good point, and I'm not really... I don't think I can really argue about it, but you might as well just disagree for the sake of disagreeing. You can enjoy this. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I do like this movie. And I think that, you know, I think the point of this movie is that they are kind of unlikable guys, but you 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 can kind of, you like to kind of root for them, but you also can acknowledge that they're not really good dudes. Mm-hmm. But by the end of it, they kind of realize, you know, we we really shouldn't be doing this. We should be more, more truthful to each other and whatnot we should be honest and maybe they actually find some love and whatnot but i i also get what you mean because i mean like the other thing is too aren't they kind of hypocrites because like yeah vince vaughn is always like guy dude let's fucking leave let's leave this house and owen wilson's like no i really want to stay for this girl but like to lie your way into her life (laughs) <laughs> to lie your way into her life. Now the thing is that does suck is that he does try and tell her, but then it's it's too late at that point. Yeah. Um but yeah, this is He had every opportunity to like fess up and be a good guy and he wasn't. And like I, I, they try and like frame Bradley Cooper as like the evil boyfriend who he needs to steal her from. But I like at least I mean, Bradley Cooper is like honest like like you can talk something out with bradley cooper you can't talk anything out with owen wilson's character well can you talk something out with bradley cooper though he does seem like he's you know abusive fair but at least you know where you stand with really abusive (laughs) like really abusive (laughs) yeah that's true that's true no i get what you mean though because i mean he is a very you, you can tell you can see it from a mile away but i I definitely think he's a good villain just because, you know, he he is he does have some funny lines. That's another thing though too is that maybe he's too much of a villain, you know? 
maybe he's too too unlikable because he is abusive. He's full on abusive the way he talks to Rachel McAdams. You're like, this guy's yeah. gonna beat her if I, they get if they get married. He will beat yeah, her. Yeah, Rachel McAdams should not be with either of them. <laughs> yeah. Like she's the loser of this movie no matter what. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> let's also just talk about the fact that Vince Vaughn um this movie let's just say this the movie does not hold up well at all no it plays the sexual assault of men as a joke at every turn it's just mm-hmm. like there's not a joke in there it's just assault and yep there's a full-on rape in this movie yeah it's really it's really bad you know it's really really bad very uncomfortable movie <laughs> yeah it and it's just terrifying because like there's there's no way to defend it and say that's not rape it is yeah because he's being tied up and saying, I do not want this. Yeah, that happens like and three times, yeah. too. Not the tying up, but like, that's a joke they keep going back to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did like Vince Vaughn more than Owen Wilson, though, in this, for sure. Because at least, like, he is trying to be honest and get out of a bad situation. But his friend keeps, like, dragging him along. Exactly. Um, I don't know if you saw this. By the time this is up... It will be a couple days after I've done this, but on the Instagram, I posted a question of what everyone's favorite Vince Vaughn movie is, Mm -hmm. and there were four responses. Three of them were Wedding Crashers. Wow. So it's definitely a very well, you know, beloved movie, so to speak. Y'all, I I don't want to yuck your yum, but re-examine Wedding Crashers. (laughs) Great. Now we got now we have 10 <laughs> followers on Instagram instead of 200. Thanks. Sorry, Thanks folks. a lot. No. No, I worked hard. I worked hard, Greg. I worked hard to build a strong, sustainable fan base, but no, now we just we just lost a bunch of uh, fans because you said that. We lost all the Vince Vaughn fans. Anyway, um but I do get what you're <laughs> I do get what you're saying though about um Wedding Crashers. I agree. Um, but I do still like it. I do still enjoy it. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, the breakup we got to talk about, though. I really enjoyed watching this. Yeah, it's been a while since I saw it. I just remember Jennifer Aniston. Right? That, yes, she's Jennifer okay. Aniston. And I think that they dated in real life after this movie. Oh, I heard cute. something about this, like saying like, oh, there are rumors that they were dating. I'm like, I thought they did. Like it says on Wikipedia, they they full on dated for like a few months after the movie or Wik- like a Wikipedia year. Wikipedia says it. Okay. Yeah. People, Wikipedia says no it. It means it. it's real. Do you think you someone know? would go on the internet and tell lies people? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's also something too, where it said, um, no, I am pretty sure they did date though. I'm pretty sure they did date too. And then also Vince Vaughn apparently sued like a tabloid that said he cheated on Jennifer Aniston. Wow. <laughs> but I just don't, I don't see it. He's suing, them he's like well first off we're not even together but if we were i wouldn't cheat on her so don't say that kind of stuff about me you know daddy would never lie daddy would never lie and do anything like that so don't ever say that i wouldn't jennifer aniston is so money she doesn't even she's so money baby she's money baby also i i I love this too she was uh, she got out of a relationship with brad pitt and then dated vince vaughn which to be honest to me Seems like an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, look at him in uh, in Swingers, and in, you know, even up to the early two thousands, like the man is gorgeous. Honestly, People. I think the man is still gorgeous now. Greg and Matt Thirst chat. Greg and Matt Thirst chat. Yes, <laughs> but the breakup is good because this is a gr- this is a really good movie because 
it ends the way it fucking should. This movie ends the way that a, a movie called The Breakup should fucking end. It delivers. It delivers. They fucking break up. Spoiler, sorry, they break up, which I like because usually any other movie is like, oh, it's like a romantic comedy. They find their way back to each other. Mm, No, they break up and they're better off because of it. And the ending actually is really sweet because they see each other like a year or so later and they're they're both doing much better. And they're both but they're both on but they're both on good terms. Right. And they both look at each other and they're happy to see each other and they, they go their separate ways, but they're very they're very happy that that they put each other in a better place. So that's that's a sweet thing about this movie. Solid message. This yeah, for sure. And it's a solid movie. It's got a couple of problems, for sure. One of the issues that I have with this movie, but it's not a huge complaint, is that they basically they for most of the movie, they're like, okay, look, like, it's mostly Vince Vaughn's fault. Right. That the relationship hasn't worked out. And by the end, it kind of picks a side. But I think it would have been better if they were just like, they're just not meant to be together. They just can't communicate properly. They're just two people who shouldn't be in a relationship together, no matter how badly they want to be. Right. I think that would have been more impactful. Yeah, I think because by the end of it, they kind of choose, yeah. Yeah, there'd be more drama, kind of, if both... Both people have are flawed, right? Yeah. That's not to say, though, that it's all Vince Vaughn's fault, because there is definitely contributing factors that Jennifer Aniston has given the relationship and has caused issues, in a way, because she's not really communicating yeah. the best. But then again, it is more like Vince Vaughn is kind of selfish and whatnot. But you see his point of view. And also the fight scenes in this, like, not like physically fight scenes. For some reason, when I said that, I imagined like a, like a, like a action movie. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston could take Vince Vaughn. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> she would like jump up. She'd have to like run up like the side of his leg. Cause there's a, ramp. Like, a whole, yeah. Cause there's like a full foot difference between them. That's just like. You know, it seems like in every rom-com that Vince Vaughn is in, he is looking down because yeah. he is so tall. It's, it's fun, He's, too, because, like, sometimes you can tell they try and make him at eye level with everyone else, but then they'll show, like, a wide shot of him next to, like, furniture, and he just looks <laughs> like he does. he's in a dollhouse. <laughs> yeah, if you ever see him, like, in a movie, like, bend over to pick something up, like, even <laughs> if it's on a table, like, he'll he'll bend down. He has to, like, lean to pick up keys off of a table because he's so fucking tall. Yeah. So... Yeah, but he this is a really good movie and he's really good in it. I think that there's some drama in this movie. Um maybe he could have used a little less comedy honestly, like but mm. nonetheless it is still a really good movie and it's it's a great movie to watch after a breakup. Fair. Um, it is the it's breakup. very cathartic. Yeah. So, this is one I highly recommend. I think I honestly I'll go as far as to say I think it's a great movie. Okay. I'll give you yeah. that. I, it's been a while since I saw it, and it was kind of forgettable, but honestly, like... Don't you fucking dare say that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is the breakup, too. <laughs> this is, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I might throw it on. I, I do find, yeah. uh, even if uh, Vince Vaughn isn't exactly my cup of tea, his type of shut-your-brain-off comedy is good for certain moods, so... Absolutely. I'll keep that one in mind. 
hundred percent. And also, we'll just talk quickly about Fred Claus. So I just I saw this movie last night. I had a good time. Look, it doesn't hold up as well as I remember when I saw it when I was a kid. But I like to watch this all the time at Christmas. And I watched it last night. And yes, it's pretty not great, mm. but it is still fun. I still have a good time with this movie. I looked it up on on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie got panned. Yeah, like this is at like twenty percent. This was like not well received and i get it but also like maybe this would have worked better as like a pg-13 comedy instead of a kids movie yeah i also think like you can't be too harsh with a christmas movie like you know what like a christmas movie exists to be on while you while you eat too much food and like Mm -hmm. you unwrap stuff like it just needs that spirit it needs some jingle bells in there needs needs yes. some, some red and red and green and snow that's a that that's all it needs like my bar yeah, so, is so low for christmas movies yeah i disagree with that a little bit mainly because we're going to get to four christmases in a few minutes here <laughs> but that's but that but that still works with your point though because this has a very um a very good christmas spirit to it i like the way it looks you know it, it doesn't the, the effects don't look great i i don't know how they made the 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 elves look like elves but i think i think they did that thing where they got a bunch of little people to be in the movie and then they took john michael higgins face and put it on right little people in the movie which just looks first off looks fucking terrifying (laughs) and to see ludicrous as like a little person like but but like to see a little person with ludicrous's face just kind of weirdly moving around (laughs) while he's walking it's very very weird yeah Yeah. just like that floating face phenomenon of like not a not perfectly executed effect yeah yeah (laughs) it's um it doesn't look good but the thing is though i do like the idea of first off this has some really good messages in it like it has messages of the thing i've always remembered about this movie is that by the end of it fred claus kind of gets ticked off with with uh saint nick and he he like stamps all of the letters nice Mm. he's supposed to stamp them naughty or nice right He, he just stamps them all nice and the thing that i like is that he is an angry kid he grew up as an angry kid he grew up as a very angry person and he's kind of a scumbag he's kind of a sleazy guy but the thing that i like is that he has a relationship with this one kid movie first off not explained at all he's just friends with like an 11 year old boy and you're like kind of creepy kind of don't really understand what's going on maybe he was friends with the dad i'm gonna hope but it is kind of weird that is that this 11 year old just kind of walks into his apartment and he's like hey slam what's up um (laughs) i forgot about that but yeah that that, that's so true like yeah maybe he could have just written him as like uncle vince or something yeah and (laughs) uncle vince it's just like you know like i know back to the future kind of did that but that doesn't mean you can just do that like you gotta kind of you gotta explain yourself a little bit better yeah um but this movie is good though because he does kind of say like you know like it's not really great to just ignore bad kids like you should you should remind them that you care about them and whatnot and maybe that'll help them out in the end which i think is which i think is nice i think that's a really nice message and i'm glad that that's the message to take away from this movie 100 percent. um yeah so i i can't get mad at it for that i also just have fun with it um it's Christmas. i like vince vaughn is kind of an asshole brother to santa claus and i mean like to be honest like 
if if Santa Claus had a brother, he would be an asshole. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Like, if Santa Claus was real, first off. Hey, spoilers um, for the kids. Spoilers. Spoilers for the kids. <laughs> and let's get into supporting dramatic roles. First off, tell me about what you thought of his scenes in Into the Wild. They were cool. I think he was, like... It's funny because he's both like out of this world, but also the, the more grounded one. Like the speech yeah. he gives in the in the bar is something every like pretentious twenty something needs to hear, right? Like, yeah, the the guy the the star is basically just like, we live in a society, man, and like Vince Vaughn just has to be like, who are you talking about? Like, look at the people you know and everyone you've met. Like, there's what is this yeah. based on and I, I thought that was really cool he he actually felt like uncle vince he's like like that's that's some, something yeah. you need a a real talking to sometimes yeah so into the wild is a really interesting movie sean penn directed it mm-hmm. and we're talking about this one next season we're talking about into the wild in comparison to 127 hours i think they've got some similarities in terms of that survival movie thing so that's going to be an interesting episode. But if we're talking about Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. in this movie, I think he's really, really good because he's he just feels like a real guy, you know? Yeah. He feels like a real guy. He feels like he's a, he, he's a character. He's playing a character who's like a naturally funny guy, but he can be very, like, charming and be very serious as well. And that's what I like is that he's a guy who's looking out for this guy that he cares about. He's, he cares about Chris McCandless and he's looking out for him as much as he can. And I think he, that scene in the bar is really fantastic because he's, um, he's, I think the line he says is you got to learn to juggle b- blood and fire. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to kind of let things go. You got to kind of not get so upset and all bent out of shape with everything. And I think that that's a, yeah, like you said, like the thing every, pretentious 20 something needs to hear um and that movie you know it's 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 tragic um in a in a very kind of profound way because it is about a real life story about a guy who wanted to live in the wild and you can tell in the film that he he has issues with being in society and being around people and it is heartbreaking to kind of see that but it is nice to see the scene where basically the whole movie is him and meeting different people and interacting with them and whatnot on his journey kind of leading up to him going and actually living in the wild Mm -hmm. but this is one instance where i'm like this is a really interesting guy and it feels like a real life person it doesn't feel exaggerated it feels like a very real performance and i think vince vaughn is really really good in this movie yeah he is great at that reality check kind of moment when it's well written. yeah i i think yeah. i think he he's great at that because he is a motor mouth and he gives a lot of rants but when there's like a lot yeah. when there's actually heart and like he's trying to help someone in a rant you're like wow there, there's passion there and i believe it 100 percent, yeah and he's just like if, if anybody doesn't like vince vaughn and thinks he's really annoying like w- just watch like the three minute clip on youtube of him in the bar and into the wild because i'm sure that you'll see him and go okay i might not love him but like i do appreciate him a little bit more yeah you know which i'm glad i introduced you to this because i think that you have grown a little bit to like him a little bit more yeah if that's fair to say i think there's so moments I'm- where i like him now oh, okay <laughs> I can stand him 20% of the time. Yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> As opposed to 15. I can I can I can stand him 20% of the I, time. I definitely now. looked down on him more before. 
Now I don't. Now I'm like, oh, okay. he's he's scared. For a second, I thought you were going to say you look down on him more now. And I was like, well, Jesus Christ. They're just kind of. <laughs> I thought we were making progress. I, I thought we were making progress. You're pedaling backwards, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I appreciate him more now. Okay, well, that's good. This other movie, too, I didn't really dig this one called Thumbsucker. It's an independent movie. Um, I'm not going to harp on it or anything. It's trying to do something cool. It's trying to tell a good story. I might just not have been in the mood, been in the right place to see it. it. Maybe it's just a movie that's not for me, but there's a lot of good in it. And it's like stars um, Lou Pucci, I think the guy's name is. Lou Taylor Pucci. He was in Evil Dead, the remake. He was oh. the... He, He's the idiot who opened up the book. Right. The the English major <laughs> who makes us both look bad. Um, I think it was like one of his first movies. And then it's also Vincent D'Onofrio is in it or D'Onofrio, however you say his name. Right. Tilda Swinton's in it. Benjamin Bratt. Vince Vaughn, of course. Uh, Keanu Reeves. That's an awesome cast. cast. It's an awesome cast. Not a great movie, in my opinion. But Fair. then again, like I would be willing to try and give another shot in the future i don't know it's saying a lot about like confidence and stuff like that mm. and it's about a kid who can't really get over like sucking on this thumb but anyway um vince vaughn plays like his teacher in this movie who like runs the debate team some really funny moments from vince vaughn um but he's a supportive teacher who's trying to get the best out of this kid and he's only in like a bit of it he's not in a ton of the movie but he is good in the scenes that he's in and he shows that he can be a more supportive character as opposed to just a motor mouth likable asshole hmm. you know so yeah interesting movie for sure very interesting let's get into the unsuccessful comedies yeah four christmases couples retreat the Dilemma, The Watch, The Internship, Delivery Man, Unfinished Business, and this one called Term Life. I don't even think that's a comedy, but it also has, like, I think a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, so let's just bring that up. Also, I just want to note, um, Vince Vaughn has been in a bunch of other movies that aren't even included on this, but some of them are, like, bit roles, or some of them are just, like... We just don't need to fucking include them. We just don't need to talk about yeah. them because they're just bad or they're just impossible to find. But just just so people know, this isn't this isn't all he's done. He's done a crazy amount of movies. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been watching his movies all summer. I've still got like fifteen I haven't seen, and I'm like, okay, dude, just he's a workhorse. Make a movie every day, I guess. I don't know, man. Ridiculous. <laughs> is it okay if we start with the dilemma? Because this is like a shining star in a pile of, of meh. Please do, because I, I'll i even start it off. Um, the dilemma is a, is a really weird movie for me, because it's like the ultimate comfort movie. It's probably one of my favorite movies ever, and... It has a lot of issues, but there's something about it that I just love. Like if it's on TV, I gotta watch all of it. Like I gotta, I had, I gotta have it on in the background. It's one of those perfect movies that's like, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I, I'd love to watch The Dilemma. Yeah, I've seen it four times this year alone. <laughs> and and here's, which is crazy. Here's the thing too, for anyone who hasn't heard of it, it got panned by critics. It got seriously panned, and it's it's a really unique concept about uh a vince vaughn's character sees his best friend's wife cheat uh with another partner who's played by channing tatum and 
there's all these layers of like interpersonal drama and and high stakes with just like this weird sense of humor in it too um and it's actually like a really solid kind of like fusion of comedy and low stakes spy thriller like it's so weird and i think i think it got a really bad rap with critics. I definitely did not think anything of it until I saw it for this. And I'm really glad yeah. I did. I could see this being a cult classic, like way down the line. Like when people look back at Ron Howard's career and they see that he directed this, they're, they're, people will have to reconsider it because it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's an interesting movie. I think that it could have been better. And I, yeah. I think that might be one of the things that I'm really fascinated about with this movie is that I think it could have been a really cool movie and it didn't quite hit the nail on the head. But I think it has a lot of great ideas. I think a uh, theme in a lot of Vince Vaughn's movies are they have the right ingredients, but they're not quite digging into the right places, you know? Right. Like they have all the right emotions and the right feels and the right beats and everything like that, but maybe they don't go deep enough. That's an issue I've had with a lot of his dramas, mm-hmm. uh, a cool dry place, especially, but like, Hey, I still liked a cool dry place. I still thought it was a good movie. Um, the dilemma is one, like, I get it when people don't like this movie, but some people have said this one is terrible and it is not terrible at all. There's a lot of scenes where Vince Vaughn. And Kevin James, um, they get to show off a lot of dramatic chops, yeah. which I think is really, really interesting. And I like what you say about this being like a low-stakes spy thriller. Yeah. Because there's like 20 minutes in this movie I'm in love with. And it's the part where Vince Vaughn realizes he he needs to get physical proof and physical evidence that Winona Ryder is cheating on uh, Kevin James with Channing Tatum. So he goes to the the house. He goes to Channing Tatum's house and spies on them. And then Channing Tatum spots him and there's a fight scene. And then there's a dialogue between him and Channing Tatum. Like there's this whole like 20 minute segment. Yeah. And it's when you watch it, if you really break it down, it's very messy because – there's a, there's a line that's supposed to be funny and then there's a line that's supposed to be serious and then funny and then serious and then serious and then funny and then it's funny and now it's serious. Yeah. And now it's really serious. And now it's really – now it's really funny. Now it's a really – now it's serious. All right? Stop laughing. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. Now it's funny. You can laugh again. You can laugh again. And then he goes to a dinner and he, and he, has, he gives this hilarious, hilarious monologue. Like, it's a super funny monologue. And then he talks to Jennifer Connelly, and it's really serious. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It's very, very serious. I think here... here... Can you just... It's really serious, okay? <laughs> Can you just stop, all right? I'm going to ruin a serious moment. You're going to ruin... You're fucking ruining it right now. It's already... Ru- you know what? Just move on. It's ruined. <laughs> I, I, think, I think this movie has... Its humor has something a bit in common with... Some of what worked about Lynn Shelton stuff where yeah. the humor comes from a really uncomfortable situation, like exactly. a, a deep personal drama that's uncomfortable. And that's mm-hmm. where a lot of this is. But yeah, that's also where some of the tonal issues come through because it's a very deep personal drama trying to be yeah. while also bringing in some more of like that typical Vince Vaughn kind of humor. And exactly. so it is all over the place there. I don't know. Something about it just it worked for me watching it this time it really works for me too there's something very comforting about this movie for some reason and i don't know what it is because 
I mean, there's a lot kind of going wrong in his life, but maybe it's all just kind of low stakes. And it's in situations that could very easily be solved, I think, mm-hmm. is another thing. But for some reason, they can't be solved. He can't just say what the issue is, and he can't just kind of open up. I think that might be an interesting thing. I'd love to do a video essay with you on this. I was just I think thinking this would the be same a cool thing. One. <laughs> yeah, we should do a video on this one. And it would maybe, you know, maybe people would rewatch it and be like, okay, this is interesting. It has some uh, flaws. The cutaways in this movie are really weird. Yeah, all it's the very, flashbacks. The flashbacks are very bizarre. It's It's got weird style choices yeah, in it. Yeah, there for are sure. some serious choices in this. But I also yeah. respect that, kind of. like for like. for I mean, hey. I don't know. Yeah. They didn't all yeah. work, but I'm like, well, didn't that's a choice. Yeah, I respect it, though, and I do think Ron Howard was trying to do something cool with it. So, And that's the thing, too, is that Ron Howard is always, always giving 110%. Yeah. So, yeah. Whether it's The Grinch or Backdraft or Apollo 13 or The Dilemma, he cares. He you know? does. He's doing, he's doing his best. Alrighty, let's talk about some of these other turds that he's been in. <laughs> You want to start with four Christmases? Sure. Um, Reese Witherspoon, they don't like Christmas, have to learn to like Christmas. Right? That's basically the gist of it. Yeah, they got to visit their all all of their parents, and they're both divorced, like kids of divorced parents. So right. they got to go to like four different like families for Christmas. I hate this movie. It's I don't I, I saw this as a kid. I never laughed watching it, and I and I tried to watch it again, and I. I don't laugh watching this movie. It's not a funny movie. It's not a pleasant movie to sit through. It's one of the worst movies ever made. It is the worst Vince Vaughn movie, even worse than Psycho. And it is the worst Christmas movie, I think, ever. Nice. Well, at least he's got one thing at the top of a ranking. Yeah. The worst (laughs) Christmas movie ever. I think I saw this like last year at some point, just kind of on in the background. And yeah, it didn't engross me at all. Yeah, it's just like the humor really isn't funny and it's kind of painful to sit through. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Couples Retreat, I know you were saying that your parents really like this one because yeah. it's a vacation. I've probably seen it's, this like a dozen yeah. times, not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing too is that the, the dilemma I've seen like a dozen times, not on purpose. And then, but I eventually was like, I need to watch this more thoroughly because I do enjoy this quite a bit. Couples Retreat is like, to be honest, Couples Retreat, I saw in a hotel room years and years ago. Like, when it first came out, I saw it in a hotel room. Really enjoyed it. And then I remember renting it from the library to try and watch it again. And I remember getting 10 minutes into it and being like, I I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but I do not want to continue watching this movie. I will like say. I would, I would rather do anything else. <laughs> I'd rather just stare at a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you will say. Oh, I, I, I will say it's kind of cool to see like old Vince Vaughn and old John Favreau have scenes together. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool, but that that's like liked, the best about it for me. Yeah, the thing about it that was cool is that I think they were writing the movie and people were like, "Who's playing who?" And I think the thing is that John Favreau is kind of playing like a Vince Vaughn type role, and Vince Vaughn is playing a John Favreau type role. So that I liked. The other thing is, too, we were talking about Sex in the City earlier. Kristen Davis is in this movie. Oh, yeah. She plays Charlotte, like the goody two-shoes. Um, she plays like like a, like a cheater in this movie. And it's kind of nice to see her play like kind of like a bad girl. So yeah, that I like. That's true. Yeah. Um, 
Then he also did, like, the watch, the internship, the de- delivery man and unfinished business. This is what I'll say. Delivery man, He's a re- that's a really good performance, okay? Movie's not great, but it's a really sweet performance. And it shows that he can do, like, a wh- whether the movie might be pretty not great or pretty mediocre, he can make it watchable because he is so sweet. This is the one where he has, like, 533 kids. Mm. Because he he donated to the sperm bank a bunch of times. It's based on a movie called Starbuck that's, I think, like a Canadian movie that's, like, in French or something. So, you know, there's really no reason to watch this. But, like, again, this is another thing that's the shame is that he's a really good actor and that he can be very likable. But he's in movies that nobody cares about. Like, nobody cares. So the thing that I really want is I think – what needs to happen is I think some really great directors, and this has started to happen recently, but I think some really great directors who are big and well-known, I think they need to take them and cast them in some stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that would be the best thing to happen. So I'm, that's what's there. The Watch, not great. Pretty forgettable. Pretty not funny. Pretty, you know, I like it, but it's a very guilty pleasure movie. It's, yeah, I was telling you off the air, this is one that you get, it's like... I can't remember how long it is. Let's say it's let's say let's say it's 88 minutes long. You get 70 minutes into this and you're like, "Okay, this thing needs to start to wrap up now. Like this <laughs> needs to end cuz this was funny before in a guilty pleasure kind of way, but now it's now it's just starting Now it's just guilt. To get Now it's just guilt and now it's starting to get kind of pathetic, you know. Fair. That's a bunch of forty-year-old men making dick jokes. It's like, come on, guys, pack it up. I remember seeing the trailer for it and being like, okay, I've seen this now. Yes, yes. The internship is like Wedding Crashers, but Google. Um, it's Wedding Crashers light. Right. It's PG thirteen. They're at Google. It's not really memorable. You kind of have it on in the background on TV when you're making a grilled cheese sandwich. That's what I did when I saw this <laughs> recently. I had it on for like 15 minutes in the background. Hey, man, I had a good time, you know? Very light movie. Very, very harmless movie. So, you know. And then Unfinished Business is just bad. Just don't see it. Okay. It's, Avoid just it. don't see it. Don't. Greg, don't see it. I'm going to put it on right now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're getting into the cream of the crop here. Hell yeah. His return to dramatic work. We're talking about True Detective, Hacksaw Ridge, Brawl in Cell Block 99, Dragged Across Concrete, Fighting with My Family, Seaburg, and Arkansas. You saw Brawl in Cell Block 99 just recently. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's hear your thoughts, pal. It's awesome. He's scary. In- Thank you. He's scary in a way that... Like, he doesn't need to speak to be scary. Exactly. From the top, you're like, what the fuck is this man capable of? He 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 rips apart a car with his hands. It's, it's a ridiculous movie, but in a way that is, like, in, engaging as hell and serious. Oh. It, yeah. They balance, like, crazy, like, fascist camp prison with <sighs> a... a genuinely frightening uh situation for him and his family oh yeah in a way that at no point am i am i like oh that's too unrealistic i'm like no this exists in this world that they've built and i totally agree with it yeah this i was saying before the air before we went on air we talked a lot about vince vaughn before we got on the air by the way like, i'm realizing i'm like <laughs> well we talked about this off the air and you're talking about this off the air and jesus christ we should just record ourselves 24 7 okay you know, every call like now <laughs> 
Every call now, it's like recorded. <laughs> oh no, we'll start selling bonus features. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start selling like features of me recording the intro like for 15 minutes and see how many times I fuck it up. Blooper Welcome back to the pot. Fuck me. Welcome back to the Greg and Matt movie. Ah, didn't feel right. Didn't feel right. But this one, yeah, th- this is a ridiculous movie. I think we said off air that it, it, it kind of reminds us of like Tarant- Tarantino meets John Carpenter meets Scorsese or something like that. Yeah, it's a very slow, methodical 70s yeah. crime movie. Yeah, and it definitely does have like a universe to it, right? Yeah. Like it feels like this, is, this isn't planet Earth. This feels like a different, like an alternative planet Earth where it's like a 70s exploitation crime kind of feel to it, which is really cool. But yeah, no, it's a ridiculous movie in that way too because there is a, there is just a plot of this movie is just funny because it's like, okay, he has to get to um, cell block 99 at this very high stakes, like, dangerous prison it's a villain it's a super villain camp like essentially they're all they're all in black uniforms with like red armbands like they are they are like fascist villains and like you you, you're just waiting for him to beat them up it's awesome exactly (laughs) but that's what i love is that you know how does he go about how does he get to cell block 99 like how is he supposed to get there it's like the most maximum security yeah the only way that he can do that is to just beat the shit out of people. So, like, every time he needs to get to the cell block 99, like, at first he's at a prison that's kind of like, you know, whatever. It's a prison, but it's not, like, as crazy as the prison yeah, he needs to get it's to. It's like medium security. Medium security. So what What does he do? He just starts beating people up, and then they transfer him to a worse prison, and then he's like, hey, where's cell block 99? They're like, oh, that's, like, super solitary confinement. So he's like, all right. So then he goes, and he has to beat up more people so it's just funny like every time he needs to get somewhere he's like how do i get there it's like i have to beat people up he's like okay and he beats the shit out of people yeah and it's just kind of funny at a certain point because you're like that's how that's how he gets there yeah i I just has to beat people up i think too though what gives it a little more than that is that um like any good kung fu movie there's a sense of like a an escalating boss battle you know like everyone he fights is slightly higher tier than the previous person and it's like oh well this person's you know they've got their own specialty this guy's like extra muscular or this guy is is clearly like a martial artist or whatever and so there's always this like clear escalation to the top and even once he gets where he's trying to go i'm I'm not going to give too much away but the movie hits a point where you're like how the fuck is he going to get out of this and like save people and somehow it does and the move, me liking the movie was honestly hinged on how well they get him out of that situation. And the payoff is awesome. And I, it was just like super satisfying. Oh, yeah. This movie has a really great ending. And it's a very, very like, it has a good heart to it, I will say. Mm-hmm. And that's something I really like. This is the movie that made me go, okay, you know what? Vince Vaughn, he's actually a great actor. Oh, yeah. This is. You know, we won't spoil our rankings, but this is really up there for me in terms of, like, my favorite movies that he's done. I really, really love this movie. I remember showing this one to my parents, and then afterwards, I was like, so what did you think? And they were like, it was good, but there's a lot of, you know, breaking of, like, <laughs> limbs in this movie. There's a lot of a lot of breaking and a lot of, you know, hitting and stomping and 
and punching and you know I, more breaking and and it was like yeah that's that's how you would describe this movie yeah i think one of my favorite aspects about his the, this vince vaughn's like personality in this is his go-to is to like break someone's arm yeah <laughs> like if he gets his hand on your arm goodbye yeah <laughs> which is just like such a great signature because even his exactly. fighting style has personality to it and like speaks to how he's just raw power he just has raw power <laughs> Exactly. I think in real life, Vince Vaughn actually has like, like a, like a certain, like a high level belt in like some form of martial arts. So that's kind of cool that he was able to kind of use that Mm -hmm. for this. But yeah, he's definitely a very intimidating guy. And I'm glad that this movie kind of uses it. The same director, S. Craig Zoller, he also did this movie Dragged Across Concrete, which Vince Vaughn did with Mel Gibson. Now, Vince Vaughn's really good in this movie. It's, I wouldn't consider it like, I would consider it one of his best movies, but I wouldn't consider it like one of his like best, like um, the the movie's not fantastic because of Vince Vaughn's performance. Like because Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine, that movie is really really great because of how good Vince Vaughn is in it. Mm-hmm. Now Vince Vaughn, he's kind of like a supporting character in Dragged Across Concrete. The movie is really about Mel Gibson, and Mel Gibson gives a fantastic performance and as is everybody and Vince Vaughn's really good in the movie but the thing is his character just doesn't have a ton to do mm. you know I if you if you don't like Vince Vaughn watch it you'd probably appreciate him a little bit more and be like okay he can kind of shut his mouth a little bit more you know, he's not <laughs> always yapping and yapping and yapping but it's just you know what I mean like it's not really a movie that's like improved because of Vince Vaughn right you know? it didn't have to be him it didn't have to be him, but, like, at the same time, I am glad it was him. Right. Like, it's, it's just one of those roles where I'm like, it really could have been anybody, you know? Um, didn't really make a difference. But then again, glad it was him. Hacksaw Ridge. How do you feel about that one? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. I thought you said you'd seen it before or something, but... I, I, yeah, it's been like recommended a- to me many times. Yeah, it's. I've never been a huge fan of Hacksaw Ridge. I don't dislike it. I like it, but I've just never been like crazy in love with it. Um, and this is when I was still kind of critical of him because he was still doing like some comedic stuff in this movie. Mm. But he was like, you know, there was there was a couple scenes where it was like he was kind of serious, and you're like, okay, like I can appreciate that. But I I wasn't totally sold on him being a dramatic actor. And I definitely wasn't sold on him being a dramatic actor in True Detective because that one really didn't work for me. Yeah, that's um, what I've heard from everyone. I've only seen the first episode. He just did not really engage me. The story didn't engage me. Then again, I mean, it's very hard to follow up McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Yeah, so. just in general. Like, how do you follow up season one of True Detective? Exactly. I don't think Vince Vaughn is enough to... <laughs> to make that good Vince Vaughn and Rachel McAdams uh, Wedding Crashers reunion oh, is yeah. not going to live up to True Detective unfortunately No, I will say though Fighting with My Family is a really really good performance from him is he one of the stars he is like a supporting character so it's a nice little little dose of him mm-hmm. and he is funny in a little bit of it but he is uh he also gets some some dramatic work to do. This is a movie starring Florence Pugh. I'm realizing this is this really is me just explaining a bunch of these movies like though this one stars Florence Pugh. I I think um, you're adding a great criticism to them. 
Thank you, thank you. This one stars Florence Pugh. Uh, this one came out in 2019, which, by the way, we'll, we'll have to do an episode on Florence Pugh at some point because she's a fantastic mm-hmm. actress. But also, just 2019 alone, I mean, Midsommar, Fighting with My Family, and then getting nominated for an Oscar for Little Women, which she very much deserved. I mean... What a year. What a year. And uh, that was kind of like the year that really introduced her to everybody. So, yeah, she's she's phenomenal. But Fighting With My Family is one where she was playing the real-life wrestler Paige, and uh, Vince Vaughn was kind of like her, her like, trainer mm. in the, in the kind of like the wrestling boot camp type thing, and he's, he's great. He's really, really good in this movie. He's very heartfelt. You get some funny moments in there, but he's kind of like that supportive trainer who's also kind of trying to push her, but also is trying to make her realize, like, hey, you gotta, like... You, you got to do what's good for you and not worry so much about your family. Um, Honestly, I just love that Vince Vaughn's, like, other than being a motormouth, his consistent character is being super supportive. <laughs> yeah. Being supportive. And the thing is, too, like, he's, he's known to be a likable asshole in movies. But, like, he can, so he can play, like, a super supportive character who's also won't hesitate to to make a joke at your expense, mm-hmm. which I think is really good. Because a lot of the people who are very supportive are able to do that for some reason as well. Like a lot of people that I know who are like super supportive friends will also be like, you know, you're you you are being a little bit of a bitch right now. So maybe stop stop <laughs> stop doing that, you know? Uh, <laughs> which is great. So yeah, no, I, I think that he's really good in this movie, and I would highly recommend this one, too. Okay. Um, I don't want to give too much away about some of these movies that people haven't seen. I just want to recommend them, but I really do think that, yeah, like, he's he's a very supportive character. He can be very intimidating, and, and he can also be a great sarcastic sidekick. So I think that we're really kind of uncovering, like, the way that he can kind of kind of play his roles. I read a thing recently saying he really only has five roles, and it's sarcastic a husband, a sarcastic sidekick, um, man child, and then like two other things as well. I can't remember quite what they were, but that's pretty much what he is in a lot of his movies. Just a man child or a supportive best friend, but he really does have more range than that. Uh, so is that kind of what you see in him as a performer that's made you such a fan re- in recent years? Or what is it exactly? I think what it- I think I've just always been a fan of his. Mm. There's something about his motormouth comedy that I've I've always admired and I've always liked. I think it's just he's a guy I just always want to watch because of his charm and his charisma. Mm. But, you know, once he kind of started doing movies like Unfinished Business and The Internship, it's similar to the Sandler thing where, like, after a certain point, I'm like, we're not really getting the same thing out of it that we used to. So we kind of have to... I kind of have, I like how I'm talking like him too. We kind of got to separate ourselves a little bit from this kind of, kind of persona there. Um, I kind of felt like, okay, I don't really feel much desire to watch him. if His movies are all going to kind of suck and be unsuccessful comedies. But I think what it is, is that by the time I could see him be like a, like a really intimidating guy, I was just interested in like, well, what else can this guy do? Because he's playing a very support, like a very supportive best friend who's a very funny, loud mouth, motor mouth. And then on the other side of the spectrum, he's playing a very intimidating badass who doesn't say much. Mm-hmm. So those are like polar opposites. So I'm just 
realizing if you can play that and you can play that, I feel like you can pretty much play anything between that. Because I don't know many actors who who can play... Oh, I can play, you know, really, really funny, loudmouth guy and really, like, quiet, serious dude, but I can't do anything in between, you know? So I now, I, so those are pretty broad things on a spectrum. That's like one to 10 in terms of difference. Yeah. So there's a lot in between there that he could probably, there's a lot in between, and I don't think he's getting any opportunities to really explore them. Now, he does get some, but they're always in movies that are underseen or don't do great, like Arkansas or Seaburg. You know, Arkansas, he's playing like a very, he's playing like a drug dealer who's kind of like a, a, like a slimy, sleazy, uh, bad dude. Right. And he's great in it, by the way. Um, and then Seaberg, he's playing another slimy piece of shit, but he's like an FBI agent Mm -hmm. who's the other side of the law there. And he's, he's exposing secrets about people, very personal secrets about Jane Seaberg and her relationship with the Black Panthers. And it's a really Hmm. kind of slimy portrayal. And the, somehow he's still able to bring his likability and his charm to it, which I think is what makes him such a good performer in my eyes, at least. So yeah, I think he nails being sleazy. Like that is his, that is his. He wakes up acting sleazy. Like that's his comfort zone. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. And so whenever, because that's that's the kind of character that you don't really want to empathize with, mm-hmm. or to have on your side, but he somehow manages to pull that off in a really organic and unsleazy way, like a sincere, there's a sincerity to, to him underneath that sleaziness. That's always really interesting when he's able to bring it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that I was able to kind of make you see what I see in him. Yeah. What I see in Prince Vince. Um, I want him to do more, more stuff like cell block, even more stuff like, um, I mean, he's done a lot like swingers, but not with as much heart. Yeah, I really think you would like Fighting With My Family if you get a chance to see that. There's a lot of heart in that movie. It's a very sweet movie, um, and I think that he's really fantastic in it. I would like to see him work with other people, other directors. I'd like to see Tarantino put him in something. Yeah, I could definitely see that. He has that type of personality that could probably handle that weird Tarantino speak. Yeah, and the other thing is, too, I mean, like, he's got a way with words, too. Um, he's a great improviser. I'd like to see him in, do more comedies. And also, speaking of upcoming comedy, there is a lot of buzz about the movie Freaky. I think it's sitting at, like, last time I checked, it's like an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, which is awesome. Which uh, is awesome. For him, and also, like, it, it sounds like a silly movie, but that's kind of this filmmaker's shtick, right? Because he did, like, Happy Death Day. He did Happy Death Day, yes. Okay, so it's at 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, but also keep in mind that's like 25 reviews in. Yeah, I, I, I'm very much looking forward to Freaky for when that comes out. Oh, yeah, it comes out Friday, so November 13th, and then I think it will be on uh, video on demand on December 4th, which is what I will be doing. I'm not going to go to the fucking theater. Yeah, no. If, not if, in this climate. If Tenant couldn't get me to risk my life, Freaky certainly won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. At least, this one's, at least this one's going to VOD yeah. pretty soon after. Thankfully. So. Thank God. Thankfully, yes. But I'm very excited. I remember Stephen King seeing the trailer for Freaky and being like, this. he should get an Oscar nod. 
Um, and honestly, yeah, I just hope Vince Vaughn is able to do some more stuff. Um, and while we're speaking about stuff that he has almost been able to do, let's talk about some of his roles that he almost had. Mm-hmm. We haven't done this in a long time because uh, we haven't done an actor in a while. So. It's true. Yeah, I've been feeling like a little while we've been doing this. I'm like, man, this doesn't feel right. And I'm like, I think it's just we haven't done an episode like this in a while. So I'm like, I'm like whoa, we're, I'm not used to this. <laughs> Got to relearn. You know? Got to relearn how to do it. But from Vulture, he was almost in Dazed and Confused as Benny O'Donnell. That went to Cole Hauser. He was almost in There's Something About Mary as Pat Healy, which went to Matt Dillon. He was almost Donnie Darko in Donnie Darko, that, which went to Jake Gyllenhaal. That's weird. I'm I'm glad it went to Jake Gyllenhaal because Jake Gyllenhaal, like, l- like Vince Vaughn, beautiful yeah. man. However, yes. I will say, like, Gyllenhaal seems crazy like he has a he has some crazy eyes and that that works so well in donnie darko especially because he's this young guy who has so oh, yeah. like it, his eyes look so full of baggage oh yeah 100 percent. jake gyllenhaal first off greg and mathers chat mm-hmm. you know it but also the thing is too the reason vince vaughn turned down donnie darko is because i think they were shooting this in, tw- in 2000 i remember this one came out in 2001, I think it actually came out around 9-11 and it didn't do so great right. because of that. But anyway, the point is it came out in – they were making it around 1999-2000. Vince Vaughn turned it down because he was 30. Oh, And Jesus. this is a high school student. That's wild. Yeah. I, I yeah. forgot how actual, how old he actually is. Yeah. And not to mention, he's also, this is four years after Swingers. And in Swingers, he's, he still looked quite young. Yes. But also, it's two years after Psycho. Yeah. Which I'm not, I'm not buying that that guy's a fucking high no school way. student. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even buy that in Swingers, he's a high school student. And even no. then, that, like, that's a, at his most baby faced. Exactly. I barely buy that he's in high school and Rudy in the one scene that he's in. And that's 93. Yeah. So like. It doesn't help that he's a giant. It doesn't help that he's six foot five. You know that scene where like Donnie Darko's getting off the bus? <laughs> Donnie Darko. I, I can't fucking see it with him being six foot five. Yeah. He's going to bonk have to, his like, head. Bend, yeah. Crane his, yeah. He'd have to crane his neck. He's so fucking tall. So yeah. He was almost in Speed Racer as Racer X, which went to Matthew Fox. I've never seen this movie. So hard to say. Because I, I, I don't know if I could see, like, um, I feel like Matthew Fox, the way he read Racer X was, see you at the race, loser, or something like that. And then Vince, Vince Bond would be like, hey, listen, so we're going to have a great time at the race, baby, okay? Your money, baby, I don't want you to forget that. Daddy would never forget that. Daddy would never let you forget that. So we're going to go to the race. We're going to have a good time. We're going to pop some things up. Maybe, maybe make some bad decisions, okay? All right? We're going to get this party started. Like, I feel like that's how he would be uh you know doing his trash Definitely. talk especially and i couldn't since, take it seriously especially since speed racer is like a kind of an all ages type of movie he i could <laughs> see him like leaning into the like childish kind of yeah performance that's the other thing too I, I that's one reason i think fred claus just to bring it back to fred claus him and the kids movies maybe not a great idea because um i think naturally he just is able to make jokes that are a little bit 
you know, risque or something like yeah. that. But like when you put him in a kids movie like Fred Claus and then they have that thing where you can check up on anybody in the world, the globe. Mm-hmm. And then he's saying to Santa Claus, hey, I'm going to uh, check up on the all Swedish girls uh, um, gymnastics team. I'm hoping they're naughty. You know, it doesn't really sound great in a movie that's PG. Yeah. Sounds a little, oh, really? You're going to make that joke? Okay. <laughs> yeah, not great. And then there's also a whole subplot in that movie that he needs $50,000 so he can open up a business or something. And it's like, it's kind of a gamble. It's kind of like he's trying to gamble with people. And it's like, that's not great for a movie, you know, that's PG. Yeah, no. Not great yeah. for the also, kids movies. Also, same guy that directed Wedding Crashers. Maybe don't put them together on a kid's movie either. Like, yeah. don't. What what same guy who did Clay Pigeons where he's killing a bunch of people? What's going on? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. This one I could maybe see, the Green Hornet. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they went with um they went with Seth Rogen kind of instead, because he wasn't really known for for that. Yeah, I don't know how this one worked, because I think Seth Rogen like did like some of the writing on the Green Hornet. Right, or so that's why he wanted I don't him. really know. Yeah, but I don't know. I I would have been interested to see. <laughs> I would be very interested to see um, Vince Vaughn in the MCU in the near future. I mean, they got Fabro. <laughs> That's true. They need to do something together. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting though, wouldn't it? To have Vince Vaughn in the MCU. Who could you see him doing? Give him like, Mr. Playing? Fantastic, because Mr. <laughs> Fantastic is like uh, overly <laughs> confident, overworked uh, scientist. And you and like oh, that kind God. of salesman, you know, salesman attitude. Plus, Vince oh, yeah. Vaughn when he's when he's skinny, he looks super stretched out. Anyways, he's very tall. I know. So, oh, Mister Fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would actually be perfect. <laughs> and then the last one that I was able to find is uh, Two Guns, which he would have been one of the leads along with uh, Owen Wilson, but that eventually went to Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg. I didn't like that movie. Um, so yeah. I don't really think it would have made much of a difference. Don't remember it, so. Yeah, it's like an action movie. I don't really see Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn <laughs> doing like an action comedy together. There was definitely a draft in there that they were like, this is going to be Wedding Crashers 3, basically. Like the follow-up yeah. to the internship, but an action movie. Exactly. Alrighty. So just kind of at the end here, I think, um, that what are we kind of take? What are you taking away from this uh, episode? Um, do you think? I'm taking away. If you're a sleazy asshole, be a good friend. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. And I hope that uh, Vince Vaughn gets some more opportunities in the future because he's a really great actor. And uh, where, where would you say? Do you think he's a great actor? Do you think he's a good actor who's good in the right roles? Do you think he's a good actor who kind of plays the same thing? Every time, how do you feel about him now? I think given the right material, he can be really good. I think for for the most part, though, he is he is himself. And when you need Vince Vaughn, you write Vince Vaughn. It's very true. I definitely think he has some range that's untapped. I don't think we've seen all of his range. True. And I'd like to see a, a really good director take a chance. Um, but if that is... Uh, that never happens that'll just be a shame but hopefully he gets that opportunity very soon yeah all right i'm curious a ranking i just came up with do you have a favorite vince vaughn rant my favorite vince vaughn rant is the is in wedding crashers of why he doesn't like dating right that's a good one that is one that's actually one of the all-time ones for him yeah 
that's a that's a good one. That's one that's one that I send to people when I say this is why I can't date people. This is this is the <laughs> issue I have. And he makes good points. I see a lot of myself in that monologue because you know, I don't really get it. You know, do you do an ass out hug? <laughs> do you pretend to be interested but you're not that interested? Now she's not that interested. Now I'm starting to get interested. It's, it's really a lot of questions. Extremely relatable. The rush of anxious thoughts that come from dating. <laughs> exactly. What's, so is that your favorite rant or do you have another I, favorite I think rant? my favorite one has to be the swingers, you're so money, you don't even know it rant yeah. in the car. I love that one. But honorable mention to to the one at the altar in old school. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. That character is hilarious. Alrighty, let's do some of these lists. Hell yeah. All right. Thons to avoid. Instead of doing the uh, three best, uh, three worst for both of us, because Greg hasn't seen a ton of these, I'm just going to count down the eight Vince Vaughn movies that you should not see ever. <laughs> eight, domestic disturbance. He might be a good villain, but is it just his height? Who knows? Seven, couples retreat. A bunch of comedians went on vacation. Did we need a movie about it? Nuh-uh. Number six, the prime gig. Vince Vaughn is in his prime, but this movie is not a gig to remember. I like how I'm making these all like a pun about these. They're They're great. It's like a great headline under each one. (laughs) Number five, the watch. Do not watch the watch. (laughs) You'll be checking your watch. (laughs) <laughs> number number four be cool this movie not cool i'm getting i'm starting to get lazy but we'll we'll pick it back up number three unfinished business i did not finish this business oh snap oh snap okay i'm done number two psycho i'm not gonna say something silly psycho about this. it's just it drove just me crazy st- and not in the healthy way <laughs> okay that's pretty good yeah this movie just sucks ass yeah i like that that was a good one and number one his worst movie is four christmases what a piece of shit that's Don't about watch this four too many <laughs> honestly it's about six too many yeah you know <laughs> i need negative because i saw this movie twice I need negative I, two and... of these yeah oh man horrible horrible movie now, since we've been talking about his dramas, let's talk about Vince Vaughn's five most underrated dramas. But first, some honorable mentions. The Cell. You know, not great, but it is a fun movie, and I do know some people that like it. It does have a bit of a cult following. Mm-hmm. So if you like horror movies, you like grand scales, and you like Jennifer Lopez's ass, I would definitely check this one out. Absolutely. I didn't mean to get too crass there, but, you know, it is in this movie. Um, so I thought I would mention it. <laughs> that deserves an honorable mention (laughs) Thumbsucker I wasn't a huge fan of this movie but Vince Vaughn is really really good as a supportive kind of guidance counselor slash I don't think he's not a guidance counselor but he he comes off as one Um, but he's like a debate teacher um, coach so yeah he's really great in this movie Into the Wild he gives a great monologue on juggling blood and fire and honestly, this is a movie that a lot more people should have seen, and a lot more people should recognize how good Vince Vaughn is. Dragged Across Concrete, it might not be the fact that he is phenomenal mm-hmm. as a as a as 
I wouldn't say phenomenal, but it would it, it might not be his performance that makes this movie really really good but he does blend into the movie and he does add something in the fact that he is playing his role really really well um and he is you know giving people room for them to give great performances he's giving mel gibson a lot of room for him to shine and for him to give a great performance and compelling performance and sometimes that's that's a great performance in itself is just being able to step back and not outshine other people yeah that's definitely overlooked in a lot like you know you never want a co-actor a co-star to be like competing with you (laughs) exactly yeah and I feel like Vince Vaughn is somebody that people would probably think would do that because he's such a motor mouth, but like he really isn't. So yeah. Number five is a cool dry place. Like I said, it's kind of basically like a lesser uh, Kramer versus Kramer, but at the same time, Vince Vaughn is really good in it. So I would highly recommend checking it out because he is very, very likable in the movie. And there's a lot of great moments in it, too. It's a movie that you should definitely see if you're a fan of Vince Vaughn or you want to see a sweet movie between a father and son and maybe with a little bit of romance on the side. Number four, if you have a crush on Vince Vaughn, check out Clay Pigeons. There's a scene where he's in his underwear and a cowboy hat, and it is Vince turned on. Oh. Boom. I like that. That was yours. You used that a few episodes ago. You said Vince Vaughn, more like Vince turned on. That's why I like the joke so much. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) I love that joke. Yeah. Um, This is a really wacky movie, but if you like kind of crazy movies and you want to see Vince Vaughn play like a really bad women hating serial killer i don't know why you'd want to watch that but anyway just it's it's if you like movies with joaquin phoenix and a serial killer and it's a comedy check it out okay number three fighting with my family steven merchant's directorial debut by the way um very very sweet movie florence Pugh is fantastic but vince vaughn is a really supportive coach and is very 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 easy to watch and very enjoyable. I need to see that. Oh, yeah. Number two is Return to Paradise. Vince Vaughn might be a selfish asshole in a lot of his movies, but in this one, he is definitely dealing with some repercussions. And that is very, very interesting to see, especially next to Joaquin Phoenix and Haish and Jada Pinkett Smith. Great cast. Great movie. Check it out. And number one is Brawl and Cell Block 99. This movie's just badass. Mm-hmm. See it. Believe it, love it, live it. Break some limbs. Break some limbs. A lot of breaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. And now let's get into Greg's top three best and my top three best. Greg, start us off. This might be a wild move, but I'm throwing the dilemma in number three because it's underrated. And I'm I'm just so pleased that I didn't like sit through this for no reason it's it's actually a hidden gem in my opinion and needs to be re-examined by critics we'll do a video on this for sure because it definitely is an interesting movie absolutely yeah i'm glad you liked it though because i've been talking about it non-stop for the last few months and hyping it up and you're like all right i, I guess this kevin james vince vaughn movie will be enjoyable i genuinely thought you were kidding and that i was just gonna watch a dumb comedy and i was like holy shit this is like an actual ron howard joint (laughs) oh yeah number two old school because i in my opinion this is like the quintessential vince vaughn to me in my mind when i think of vince vaughn comedy i think vince vaughn being a buddy who just won't shut up in your ear (gasps) during a very serious moment (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and number one is Swingers, because I just love a good buddy movie with some healthy friendships. You, you, if you haven't seen Swingers, you have to check it out. Everybody listening. It's so Oh, good. yeah. Swingers is a great movie. It's a great comedy. It's a great drama. It's a great uh, breakup movie. It's a great friendship movie. It's a great, I, I guess, maybe, uh, I wouldn't say a road movie, but like. Yeah, there's road. There's road. You know what I love? We didn't talk about earlier. I love the scene where they're going to Vegas at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And he keeps saying Vegas, baby. And then you kind of realize how long the the drive to Vegas actually they is. They just lose energy. Because they lose energy and then they kind of get revamped when they get there. But there's there's definitely a point where John Favreau is very, very clearly dozing off yeah. in the car. And Vaughn keeps going, Vegas, baby. Vegas. <laughs> It's that part you never see in a road trip movie where they're like hyped. They're like, yeah, we're getting on the road. We're going to do something fun. And then it's like the five hour drive that is just like (laughs) nobody has any more energy and they're sick of staring at the road. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, like we can only hype up Vegas so much. Like you can't, (laughs) you can't keep us going for a fucking five hours straight, you know? Amazing. But I think that's a great list. I love old school. I love swingers. And I'm just, I'm, I'm surprised, but I'm very pleased that the dilemma is on there. Definitely, definitely a hidden gem, I think, for sure. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, in my top three, number three, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to pick two. Um, I'm gonna, I, I was saying to Greg off the air before we got on here, my first choice is Monday through Thursday, and then my second choice for number three is Friday and the weekend. So it. it's tied between the breakup and Wedding Crashers. Originally, it was Wedding Crashers because I did, I do really like this movie. I will say, though, that I'm not a huge fan of when they're at the house. I feel like that's kind of when the movie takes a dip for me. And that is like 45 minutes of the film <laughs> where they are at like this house. It's most of the movie. And yeah, it's a, it's a big fucking part. It might, it's probably an hour of the movie, really. Yeah. Where they're at this house, where they're at Christopher Walken's like house. I do. I still think it's funny. There are a lot of great moments in it you know the motorboat and you know call me kitty cat and cure my tits and all that stuff you know there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in there that's good but there are problems that i have with this movie so to tie with it i'll pick the breakup as well which i think might even be a better movie maybe even a better drama but vince vaughn definitely shows off some great comedic chops as well as some great dramatic chops so highly recommend both of these, if you like Vince Vaughn, but I'd recommend the breakup a little bit more because one, everybody's seen Wedding Crashers, and two, the breakup is just great. Yeah. So I think check it in out. between the breakup and Wedding Crashers is somewhere the perfect Vince Vaughn comedy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I would definitely agree. Number two, I think this is maybe the perfect Vince Vaughn comedy, aside from old school and swingers, is Dodgeball. Yes, he's a little bit toned down here. He's the straight man, but he is great. He is great, and he does get some funny moments in there, too. It's a really great comedy. It's probably one of the best uh, performances from Ben Stiller as well. Yeah. Um, who, you know, I know that a lot of people like Ben Stiller, and then there are a few people who aren't huge fans of Ben Stiller. I don't know where you lie on that. I think he's pretty good. I've never hated him. Yeah, I've never hated him either. I know some people that don't like him. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I just got a vibe that you didn't like him for some reason. <laughs> no, no. I, I like honestly, for the most part, he's pretty funny. Like, especially yeah. on 
in dodgeball or like on stuff like uh, arrested development like he's hilarious so yeah i don't know why i just assumed you didn't it's it's like when you're talking to somebody and you're like hey man what's up you having a good day yeah i'm having a good day great are you mad at me <laughs> and it's like uh <laughs> i'm mad at ben stiller uh <laughs> <laughs> why would i be mad at you I'm mad at ben stiller obviously <laughs> um but yeah, Dodgeball definitely belongs at number two. And number one, my favorite Vince Vaughn movie of all time is, this is a bit of a shocker, it's uh, it's Psycho. No, I'm kidding. Um, it is Brawl in Cell Block 99. I think that he's fantastic in this movie. I think that this really shows how good Vince Vaughn can be and how much range he actually has. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a call to any big Hollywood filmmakers. Put him in your shit. For real. He's a good actor. He is very subtle. He's badass. He's intimidating. And he can also be funny. We also saw that in Swingers and everything else that he's done. So Yeah. He says a lot without saying much in in Brawl and Cell Block 99, which is the last thing I would expect to say about Vince Vaughn. Exactly. Well, I'm glad that I was able to show you a little bit of a different side to Vince Vaughn, and hopefully you uh, can appreciate him a little bit more. Yeah, I'm ready for a Vaughnissance. Come back, Vince Vaughn. (laughs) Yeah, the McConaissance, now the Vin- the Vince Vaughnissance. I love it. Well, folks, that about does it for this episode of the Greg and Matt Movie Chat. You can find all our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, almost anywhere you can find your favorite podcasts. Give us a listen, subscribe, give us a rating. Uh, next week, stay tuned because we're doing the Coen Brothers. Oh, yeah, that one's been in the vault for a while. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Until next time, your money, baby.